I was reading a sermon of Barbara Brown Taylor's, and she wrote about this gospel lesson, about this first Sunday of Lent, and about temptation, and I love what she said. She said, when it's our turn, none of us is going to get the Son of God test. We're not going to be asked to turn any stones to bread. We're not going to have to choose nations to, and kingdoms to rule over. And we're not going to have to depend on angels to catch us falling from the top of a mountain. We're going to get the regular old Adam and Eve test, which means that the devil won't need much more than an all-you-can-eat buffet and a tax refund to turn our heads. <laughs> She is so true, let me tell you. So thinking about this day and this gospel and that, yes, we will never have the Son of God test when it comes to temptations, I think for us and our connection to this gospel truly is the wilderness, the 40 days that Jesus spent with all these temptations. But what does that wilderness really look like? John Moses wrote The Desert in the Desert, an anthology for Lent. There is a physical desert inhabited by a few exceptional, exceptional men and women who are called to live there. But more importantly, there is an inner desert into which each one of us must one day venture. It is a void, an empty space for solitude and testing started to think about that. That's very profound because it's saying that all of us will enter into a wilderness period. None of us are exempt from that. And that's really scary. It's really scary to kind of put that out there and say those words that there is a wilderness and I will be there and it's empty and it's a place of solitude and testing. Because who wants to be alone when they're at their most vulnerable? Who wants to be put in a separate place? Not me. I know that for sure. But this idea of wilderness is something that continues to really push on us as followers of Christ, as disciples, as people trying to make this journey called the way. And I think we see it all the time. I think we see wilderness all around us, and yet sometimes it's camouflaged into something rather pretty. For those of you that go into doctor's offices, that waiting room is a wilderness. <laughs> that little room that they put you in in the tiny little see-through gown, and it's super cold, and you wait for however long till the doctor comes back in, that's a wilderness. That not knowing what the next step in your life is, whether it be medical or financial or relationship-wise, that's a wilderness. All these things get colored in different ways, and we just kind of say, okay, and don't really understand what we are entering into or, or actually being in. And I think even more so, our lives are becoming more and more solitary because of the way in which we connect with one another. 
through social media and TV and computers and iPads and every other device that is out there on the market. We're making our space smaller and smaller and smaller and creating just this little safe space. But maybe that safe space really is a wilderness as well because we don't have any room for anyone else to journey with us in the flesh, in the present, right there with us. I know I am the biggest um, offender of not wanting to be with other people sometimes. I love for my day off to be spent by myself. And I'm an extrovert. I love being with people. I crave that energy. It's why I preach on the floor, because over there, there's a wall between me and you, and I can't get your energy. I want to be right here, close to you. But on those days that I have off, and my husband's at work, and my child's at daycare, man, I crave them. And I love to be alone. But I also push people away when I do that because I feel I need it. And I bet you do that as well sometimes. But I need to be reminded that I need others in my life on this journey. I need others to kick me and push me and to walk with me. I need others to remind me that I am beloved and that they want to see my face, not just on a computer screen, but in real life, across the table, sharing some time with one another. The temptations that we have in this lifetime, again, will never be that of Jesus's, but they're temptations that pull us away from interaction with one another and relationship with God. That's what is pulling us apart. The fear, the isolation, the anxiety, the stress, we all have it in some different way, shape, or form. But it's how we manage it and how we allow it to take its spot in our life. So yes, there is a physical desert, and yes, there is an inner desert. But know that there are oases on your journey and in your path and in your life to refuel and refresh and renew you, to remind you that you are God's beloved and that you are needed in this world. Part of our Lenten practice is the way of love. And there are different opportunities in that way to rest and renew and rekindle our faith. Resting is one of them, and we all need to recharge. We all need to find that Sabbath, sacred time to go away like Jesus did for 40 days. And maybe it's not 40 days, maybe it's an hour or a day or a weekend but to find that time to rest, to truly rest, not be distracted by the computer and the wormhole that you'll jump into once you click on something, 
but to be quiet and to be still. As you find yourself in a desert, in a wilderness, know that you are not alone. Know that your companions on the journey are here with you, carrying you, pushing you, picking you up, and loving you along the way. No one said that this was an easy task. No one said that we could do it with a skip in our step. But we can do it if we allow ourselves to be loved and to love. Amen.